I'm searching for the Entitles Podcast. What about you? Hello and welcome everybody to another episode of the Entitles Podcast. My name is Chris. And my name is Martin. And today, folks, Maddie will not be joining us again today uh, due to familial obligations. So hopefully she will be with us next week. But in her place, we do have a friend of ours. Her name is Crystal. Hi. So Crystal, for those who do not know, is a friend of me and Martin's. Uh, she is a teacher, a high school teacher for an unnamed school, of course. Uh, and uh, today, folks, we actually had a uh, the pleasure... To actually uh, present in her class, me, Martin, and Maddie today uh, went to her class, and we were kind of pretty much giving them the rundown on the podcast and whatnot, mm-hmm. and, you know, we had fun. Her students were really chill, you know? Yeah, other than y'all being, like, 30 minutes late, it was, yeah, it yeah, was really great. Yeah, yeah, that was great. kind of our fault. <laughs> I um, had no towel, so... Yeah, you had no towel. Do you want to explain what happened last night? <laughs> All right. <clears throat> so, <laughs> I'm going to take... The blame for being late. I at some point in the night I fell asleep at like three, four, and then uh, mm-hmm. I saw Chris called me like several times, and then he knocked on the door. But he knocked on the door twenty minutes after he called me, which was kind of weird. Uh, so right after mm-hmm. that, I immediately woke up, took a shower, you know, brushed my teeth and everything like that. Uh, I told him to go get Maddie just because I knew I was gonna be late already. So yeah, I went to go pick up Maddie and. Uh, yeah, we got back, and you were still... I mean, we were fashionably late. What can I say? We were fashionably late. Well, the thing is, it shouldn't have been fashionably late, because I called Chris at 6.45 in the morning, and I had gotten ready, because I have to get to work at 8 a.m. I don't think you called me at 6.45. Yes, it was, it was 6.45. It was like 7-something. You called me at... No. 7.13 in the morning, Chris. Oh, okay. Sorry, 7.13. Chris called me at 7.22. Okay, so obviously <laughs> there's some lag yeah. in communication I, okay, so, uh, here. And then Maddie called me at 7:40. <laughs> she called me at 7:30. Yeah, I had I had, was, I, had you, I was asleep. I had told my kids that <laughs> we were having guest speakers, and some kids even showed up way early, and these kids don't even show up to class in general. Mm-hmm. So I was like, wow, these kids are really excited for this day to happen. So I'm a kid that left early. I wanted to. I wanted him to hear more of us. Oh, his name. I can't say his name, but he had to leave early because he had a field trip. Oh, he had a field trip? Yeah. Oh, that's lame. Yeah. You knew one of I the mean, we love field trips. About. We love field trips. I here. mean, I did oh. it too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would have probably, not going to lie, I probably would have rather went on the field trip. What was y'all's favorite field trip going up? Like going to school? I think going to the science museum. The science museum? Yeah. Where was that? Hmm? What was that? The science museum? Probably because I grew up in Dallas. So uh-huh. the science museum uh, was basically brand new back in the day. So we went ahead went to the Perot my seventh grade year. Um, and we also went to the Dallas Aquarium. Oh, nice. And uh, the Dallas Aquarium, if you haven't <laughs> ever been, it's, don't they have, it's like, really the manta cool. Don't they have manta rays over there? The, they have what? Don't they have like manta rays? Uh, they do have manta rays. What they about also, the whale sharks? Not whale sharks. Those are a little too big. But yeah. we have an albino crocodile there. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's really cool. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so what random. about you, Martin? Uh, I had two favorite field trips. I was in orchestra, uh, elementary, so orchestra. we went. Yeah, we went to <laughs> some type of, you know, orchestra 
I don't know, organization. Uh, second one was actually senior year, whenever they have you visit your elementary school, middle school. Oh, yeah. So that way you could say goodbye to all the, the teachers. Walks. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Y'all did that? We yeah. didn't do that. I didn't do that either, but It's my... super cool, you know, just seeing all the new faces. Like, for all we know, you know, and they're yeah. probably graduating well. right now. Did you yeah. see teachers? Yeah, we saw old teachers, man. You know, it was... It was honestly uh, inspiring just to see that. Mm. Oh, really? I know it makes the teachers feel good. It has to, you know? Yeah. You're saying goodbye to the kids that you have. You're seeing the fruits of your labor. You're seeing them, yeah. yeah. You're seeing them, you know, grow older and they're seeing you grow older too. Yeah, so. becoming a functioning member of yeah. society. Pretty much. Yeah, like, like I, got a, I got an email asking me if I wanted to volunteer for the graduation. Mm-hmm. And I volunteered to go and I already know I'm like going to cry because. The graduations are so sad. <sighs> I cried up. I cried at my graduation. Did you cry at your graduation? No, I was sleeping during my graduation. <laughs> of course, you were. I, I, honestly, I was. I didn't cry. I was like spacing you didn't out. Cry? No, I was Why? spacing out. I just wanted to leave. I mean, I didn't cry. I was, but it was a you know a bittersweet moment. Well, I think I cried because it was really sentimental. Because at my school, since I was in band, um, every four all every year the band plays the procession. And, you know, you say bye to the seniors and mm-hmm. then they take a picture and stuff. And that was my moment, you know. Yeah. I'm not playing the procession anymore. I'm actually graduating. And mm-hmm. then I get to go back to the underclassmen and I'm like, bye, guys. And then, you know, it's like really emotional and stuff. Man, your sounds like a spiritual experience. <laughs> <laughs> my high school experience, whenever I touched up on the class, it was different, though, than most people. So I went to four different high schools or three, actually. So freshman through junior year, I went to Corpus Christi, Carroll, and then senior year, that's whenever I moved around a lot. So I went to Brennan in the beginning. Uh, I went there for about half a semester. You went to Brennan here in town? Yeah. What the hell? Yeah. And then after that, I went to Southside High School for about mm-hmm. two to three weeks. Um, that was hey, actually- two to three weeks? Yeah. Because at that point, I was transitioning from moving with my mom. I was going to go back to Corpus because- mm-hmm. um, you know relationship stuff yeah and you know i went back to carol and that's whenever i did the graduation ceremony with all mm. my friends that i saw but honestly it was pretty it was pretty cool just experiencing all the I'm different types that, of schools that they have i'm surprised yeah. that didn't mess up your uh chris chris stop doing that sorry you so, did it with her and you did it with me i'm getting upset <laughs> he does it a lot it's yeah. okay I'm we're su- learning I'm surprised you didn't that didn't like halt your your graduation day because you went to like two different districts. No, I mean mm-hmm. coming from a teacher standpoint, um, all your credits are transferred over. Mm-hmm. So like your teachers get an email saying, "Hey, you get this new student. This is what the grades they had at their previous school, and put them in." So it's kind of like they never skipped a beat, really. Um, I will say though, the curriculum is definitely hard. You yeah. know, whenever transfer. Oh, oh, yeah. Is it, is yeah, because they're always on different things. Yeah, because you go in and you're like, okay, what's happening at yeah. this school? What's happening mm. at this one? You know, you could be backtracking. You could be, like, going forward. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I, I haven't had the pleasure of uh, going to different schools. I just stayed in my district and my area. But, um, no, going back to field trips, uh, I want to say my favorite field trip uh, was my senior year in high school was when we went to uh, the body exhibit over at the Woody Museum. Mm-hmm. So I think this is like a traveling exhibit. So I think it's like she's been shown all over the country. But apparently what it is, it's like a bunch of exposed bodies, uh, pretty much like real real life dead people, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And they've had their skin cut off 
and you can see like their muscles and all the <clears> tendons and like you know the bones and everything pretty much and it's all exposed you even see their genitals too oh yeah like you'll see the so dick you got an eye full of that or what that was what? his favorite part. Is that your favorite part? He's like, this is my favorite, favorite part. Is that what made it your favorite field trip? Uh-huh. <laughs> he said, I'm... some exposed wieners. Seeing He's some like, just I experienced something that I've never felt this way before. <laughs> am I, yeah, in, am was... I into necrophilia? <laughs> Sadly, there was no uh, flash photography allowed in there, so... Well, obviously, for guys like you, so... <laughs> they gotta protect the merchandise. That's crazy. It was crazy. I like how... Ours were very, all of ours were different, you know? Uh-huh. Well, also, I don't know if this counts as a um, field trip, but when I was in band my freshman year, um, every four years, no, every two years in band, they do, like, a big field trip. Mm-hmm. And my freshman year, I landed on where we went to Disney World in Universal Studios. Mm-hmm. So, wow. obviously, you pay for it, you know? It was, was like, it was, was like, it was 13 hundo. Mm-hmm. It was a lot, but, you know, we did Damn. a lot of, fundraising to do that mm-hmm. um on those like a lot of those dollar chocolate bars no no like <laughs> for so my band didn't do that mm-hmm. so my dad would make like menudo or like tacos on the weekend and we would like sell them oh, and so oh, he wow. yeah that got me and my brother to go to disney world and that's Universal. cool that's really yeah cool. seeing your father grind you notice know, i know send you off on the filter that hey hey i more. put in that work too i was you know like I'm a sure, soup like, kitchen you know, you know? Yeah, both y'all were grinding i'm sure that meant that made the field trip even more yeah worthwhile. no it was like it was very satisfying knowing that you know all your hard work paid for your trip and stuff mm-hmm. um but on that trip since i was in <laughs> band they had to be educational yeah so we had went to the recording studio at disney world and mm-hmm. they had played a clip of lion king and we had to play the score for the movie wow. and they put it together mm-hmm. and so our band is playing like a piece of score for lion king so you kind of showed up in the movie then in a way Con- Your performance. Well, well the movie was already recorded obviously because oh. the movie came out in like the <laughs> 90s when i was a baby oh i was thinking of but like the no, 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 no. The lion guard not like the remake the oh. no not the remake the they just action. you know they do that for bands that go for field trips there you're talking oh. about for like the show that they show right yeah like they show you the clip and you're playing the score and you want to match it with the the clip obviously mm-hmm. and we played the clip where um what's that called that part where mufasa dies where all those antelopes are like running. oh yeah yeah we played that part and it was like really I don't know. It just got your heart pounding when you're like playing the, oh, the yeah. score. It has but, to yeah, be powerful really be- cool. because like it's um it's a different feeling whenever you're in a studio and you have the music just reverberating off the walls and yeah. everything like that. Yeah, like, that's all you hear. Yeah, it was really neat. And then after that, obviously, you know, you hang out at Disney World, you oh, hang yeah. out at Universal, and you have a good time and things How's the like food? that. It was really good. Was it so really? I was like, I don't know if it's because I was a broke like person growing up but i was eating this food and i was like wow this food is amazing and i went to pizza planet before it closed and stuff like that pizza planet is live i was like oh my god these places are amazing and the food's amazing and we had like food passes and stuff like that so we had like three meals a day and you know like it was really awesome i liked it a lot I know whenever we went to uh, Disney World, actually, we had the opportunity to eat in um, 
Is it Cinderella? The Beauty and the Beast castle. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so we got around and we started uh, like on a treasure hunt for like the rose and stuff like that. Mm. It was cool. Yeah, that's really neat. I yeah. always want to go there again, you know, because the last time I was there, I was like 15 mm-hmm. years old. So I really want to go back. Nice, nice. I wish I could go to Disney World. You yeah. also went to Universal, right? Yeah, but we were only at Universal for one day, and I had a really bad experience. Really? Um, what? Yeah, I have some tea to drop, to spill, you know? So um, I'm still irked about it till this day because I really, I've never been to a trip like this, you mm-hmm. know? Like, we never had a big vacation growing up, so this was, I've never been on a plane before. Yeah. So, oh, you know, wow, for me nice. to go to you know universal studios and disney world meant a lot to me mm-hmm. so we i was rooming with two other girls and i'm not gonna say their names but one of them was really cool because we're in sports together the other one i had met through in band mm-hmm. and it was her birthday weekend so she was like making the whole trip about herself and so <coughs> she's the type of girl where if she has a headache then you have to stop everything and accommodate to her accommodate mm-hmm. yeah so Universal Studios, it was her birthday weekend, and she's, like, dedicating. We basically spent the whole day going to Harry Potter World to get her a wand. And we, like, voyaged. We we skipped rides to get to this place. And I really wanted to ride rides and experience the park. But all we were focused on was this goddamn wand. And then once we got the wand, she goes, okay, I'm done. We can do whatever you want now. And basically the whole day was over it was basically over at that point she could have gotten her own damn one that's what I, and then uh, conveniently so she had gotten a headache after that and so mm. she made everyone sit down around here and wait for her to stop having a headache you should have left her there i know this i know this now was she like the queen bee or something like that not even the queen bee it's just like she was it, just one of those wants, people she wants the attention yeah Throw her name you know? out there. no man i'm not gonna do that <laughs> no. But, um, yeah, I'm really, I, I, and you know, my older brother had went with me mm-hmm. and he was telling me, oh yeah, I went on this ride. Oh, this ride was super cool. And I was like, oh man, like that sounds super cool. I guess I'll do that tomorrow. You know, since today was kind of a bummer. And he goes, dude, we were at Universal for just one day. Like we're not coming back tomorrow. We're going to Disney World. And I was like, dude, what? <laughs> that oh has to be the worst reaction. You're going to Disney World. I'm what? Like, <laughs> no! Like, I'm happy that we're going to Disney World, but then I'm like, I really, Universal Studios is super cool. They have really cool rides. Honestly, and I was dude. like, I really wanted to experience it, and I didn't get to, and it was stolen from me. It's, and you know? It's like Disney World for adults and older people. Because yeah. they got the craziest roller coasters yeah and i'm such a roller coaster freak like yeah. i wanted to ride all the coasters or Bro. not you know i know it's impossible but you know at least get on a lot of roller coasters we only got on one or two and i was like because we we're so focused on this one thing yeah mm-hmm. no rip ride rocket or the incredible hulk whenever it's oh, nighttime oh yeah. yeah those are the best whenever it's night bro yeah actually here's a fun fact about the incredible hulk ride so apparently the reason why there hasn't been a standalone hulk movie and the Disney like franchise franchise is because of the Hulk roller coaster at Universal because they still have rights to it. Mm. Yeah, so that's why. I mean, he can be on the movies, but he can't have his own thing. But that's good. They'll probably yeah. just mess him up. Yeah. So that's how my 
Universal Experience Gavin Road. That's why I want to. I want a redemption. Oh yeah. Oh, dude, back. you you have to go back. I mean, even if you go back and it's just like an amazing time, you got to go back again. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I know that like a long time ago because me and my family used to make it a yearly trip to go mm. to disney and universal they used to have the um you remember tokyo drift yeah they used to have the hulk car that bow wow drove in tokyo oh, drift out there Oh wow! Mm-hmm. i remember one, really one time too my brother he got so excited to like go on the hulk ride he got in line with us he passed the first checkpoint we got all the way to the very end uh, the line and uh they measured him and they're like oh no you, you can't go oh so, no what they did was they gave him a certificate yeah for whenever he goes back in the future it's oh, stated on there you can pass the whole line you can go up in the front right yeah. in the front oh that's and true. you can See, have somebody with this you. is this is what i like about those parks um that the customer service is just absolutely amazing they like disney world yeah. and universal studios customer service is awesome they're like oh it's your first time mm. oh here's a free button and oh. you should do this and here's this and they'll give you like freebies oh yeah i mean i love uh i forgot what park it is but whenever you walk through it's like a whole town square it's like old like downtown pretty much they mm-hmm. have all the shops ice cream like food stores everything like that mm-hmm. it's where they in front of the castle Oh yeah, is it like downtown Downtown Disney or or something? Downtown USA or whatever. Did you have a butterbeer? Oh yeah, I had a butterbeer. I didn't have one because I was spiteful. I was like, you know what? This is hers. I'm not. It's not mine. Should have bought a butterbeer and spill it on her. Oops. (sighs) No, I would have ruined her day even more. Bro, I had a. I remember my brother made us wait in line to that uh, where they pick you for the wand and stuff like that. You get the chance to talk to that lady. Oh yeah. So we had to do that like two or three times just so he can get chosen. And the lady finally <laughs> picks him and she goes, you know, lets him test out all the wands. And she's like, oh, wait, could it be? And she pulled out this one. And she's like, this is the one that chose you. And he didn't wind up getting it in the end. I was like, bro, how are you going <laughs> to? See, that's some bullshit right there. <laughs> like, that should be illegal. He's like oh a little God. kid, but I was like, bro, Mac. He did like a little boneless dance in front of them, you know, oh Fortnite the emote. <laughs> Wait, this was Max? Yeah, it's oh, Max, geez. bro. Yeah. I, I had been through the wand experience too to get her wand, and I was just like, you know, I mean, this is cool, I guess, but it's not my thing. It's not, I'm not a Harry Potter person. I didn't grow up, you know, reading those books, mm. but I can, you know, I, I know the passion of reading books because I've read like other things like, um, hunger games and things like that like mm-hmm. i can see the passion and you know the characters and stuff but that was just not my cup of tea i don't know i think i have a problem with getting fully in enloped in something like evolved involved in something you're involved with anime well like no because i think whenever you actually like invest your time because reading is way different than watching something yeah, oh, yeah. No, like whenever you time. sit there and you watch even like a series like if it's the harry potter movies you know you go through like constant hours of just watching the same thing developing with the characters and mm-hmm. whenever it's the end and you know it's the end it's just kind of like it's hard for me to deal with whenever yeah. it's like over is that why you can't get into star wars yeah i feel like that's why because i know that eventually it might end and i would be involved so much that it's just no point. i feel like it's so there's so much stuff that i feel like i can't really get involved like i know i started with the original um, like trilogy and things like that in mm-hmm. the prequels, mm-hmm. and then it started getting a lot more it's not, convoluted. So I'm like, it's too late for me. I feel. I feel like the magic is kind of gone for Star Wars nowadays. 
I mean, if you're gonna watch Star Wars, I've never seen them. I would assume that you'd watch the original trilogy. I would, I would yeah. Work, yeah, watch the original trilogy and watch the prequels, because I think the prequels are more entertaining now than the newer stuff. I saw Episode Seven; I thought it was alright, but then Episode Eight and Nine were just kind of unappealing to me, honestly. Like I saw I, Mandalorian; I loved the first season. I haven't seen the the second season. Yeah, like how you were talking about, like you could never really get into Harry Potter. I remember my family was just doing this Harry Potter marathon where really? they were watching all the movies. <laughs> So I would go in and, you know, I'd, like, catch, like, little snippets. And it came down to the last movie. And, I don't know, just some odd reason I found myself just watching, like, the last 18 minutes of it. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, that's kind of sad, you know, it's all over yeah. now. I so mean, you saw the ending before you even saw the whole entire series? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. I mean, from re- from reading books, um, it's, there's some satisfaction at the end of, you know, finishing a series. And you're just like, wow. That was amazing. I've only seen the first movie. I haven't. I don't know if I can get my. I mean, I want to watch the rest of them, but those are t- that's time consuming right there. I mean, it's not. I mean, why it's, is it time consuming? You'll find I mean, time for this. You'll find time for the stuff you want to do. I, yeah, yeah, exactly. Because you're like, I mean, you spend time doing other things that you like, and you don't complain about it. Mm-hmm. But then you complain about watching this certain thing i think you just don't like that certain thing it you just know? comes down to what we talked about time management exactly yeah. exactly in the classroom yeah in the classroom which brings me to a question do you have like a teacher that like made a big impact on you growing up and you're just like you can't stop thinking about that teacher because you're just like wow they so, were really good to me there's two teachers that were like that i would say one of them was my architect teacher in high school because he kind of like influence on what I'm actually studying right now and he was a really cool dude as well you know he would always joke around with us and you know he would flip us off sometimes oh. in the class yeah because <laughs> some dude made fun of his his uh, hairline <laughs> oh my God. hey yeah. you can't take it but he was a funny dude he was ex-military I saw him like take down a dude too in class in the hallways Oh. Yeah, he was a funny guy. You know, he so was a band. He was like in a band or something like that. Beating people. Huh? No. He was an architect. As well. He was a practicing architect. He was working on like a Jack Daniels uh, brewery and everything like that. Like mm. he was doing some cool stuff. And yeah, he kind of got me into the whole architecture realm, you know, and the and got me into the degree plan I'm into right now. Mm. So I mean, he definitely left an impact. Um, if any other teacher was my fifth grade teacher, so he was a doozy. He was a love hate relationship with that dude. Because throughout all of elementary school, everybody was scared of him. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't know what if, if I want to say his name. You don't uh, have to. He's still alive. I don't know. Mr. Franson. Okay. I've said Coach Rogers' his name. But Mr. Franson, <laughs> yeah. Uh, he was a scary dude. Oh, because yeah. Because you would see him in the hallways yelling at people, like straight up just like a military sergeant. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I saw that I had him for the fifth grade, I was my stomach, my heart dropped to my stomach. I was like, this is... This is not cool, man. Like, I, I thought this was scary. <laughs> I was scared. And uh, he had his moments where he was, like, the coolest teacher in the block. Yeah. He was a really cool teacher. Other than that, like, he would, like, yell at you, man. Mm. He, he, I remember once when I was in elementary, I think once, uh, <laughs> uh, we were supposed to bring out our math books. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And my math book was, like, fucked up because I think I spilled something on it. Oh, great. And my, it was all torn apart. So I was like, I think I'm done with this book. So I threw it away, right? Oh, my God. No, no, no. God. I threw out part of the book away, right? That's it. Okay, go ahead. I threw away part of the math book. And he was like, where's your page 45, Cristobal? And I was like, I don't know. It's missing. And he was like... <laughs> 
he was like, you're missing a page. And I was like, I don't know. And he was like, he went to the trash can. He was like, what is this? What is this? And he was like yelling at it. He was like, a, he was like in the 60s. He was up there in age. Oh, really? Yeah, he was an older guy. And he, man, I was so embarrassed. What, what? I mean, I know you're an elementary school student at 12 years old. But like, what were you thinking of 10, throwing? I was 10 years old. You, you said fifth grade. Yeah, fifth grade. Fifth grade, you're 11, 12. No, you're 10, 11. That, mm-mm. You're 10, 11, right? 11, 12. No, you're 10, 11 in fifth grade. 11, 12. 10, 11. 11, 12. Okay, hey, I hey. turned 12 when I was in middle school. Okay, well, then you're 11 I'm a, then. I'm going to look it up, but we got to have some steaks here. All right. Okay. Winter buys dinner okay. or a snack. Okay. Yeah, it's 11, 12. It's 10, 11, right. fifth right, grade. Let's see, let's see. Look it up. I know I'm right. I know... I should know my grades. Ooh, students are usually 10 to 11 years old. Oh, I told you. Unless the child has been held back or skipped a grade, ma'am. Oh, my God. Okay. Snack time. Okay. okay. Mm, snack time. That's crazy. All right. I... You know what? I don't teach elementary or middle school, so I only oh, worry about the teenagers. Oh, but what happened to all that bravado you, know? you had no, just no, now? No, 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 no. I just know. Reckless. <laughs> no bravado. <laughs> I, t- I work with the teenagers. I don't need to pay attention to the, I you to had the adolescents. Down, the adolescents. <laughs> Your kids are still adolescents. They are, technically. Okay, yeah. but they're teenagers with attitudes, so I don't count, I guess. What is this, NWA? <laughs> oh, God. But yeah, um... But what were you thinking? I, I mean, I guess... I was a timid kid, and I didn't know how to communicate properly, so I was like, damn, this is embarrassing. Everybody was kind of, like, looking at me. I was oh in the front of the God. class, too. He forced <laughs> me to be in the front of the class because he knew I didn't pay attention. So, it sounded like you were kind of a problem kid. Yeah. Um, well, or not a like, problem kid, I was but a like kid that just, needed attention. I didn't do anything. I didn't exactly. do anything bad. <laughs> it's just like... the only thing I did bad was not pay attention See, in class. See, there's, yeah. no su- there's no such thing as a bad kid. You know who you kid. remind me of? Have you ever seen Demon Slayer? Yeah. Are you, are you caught up? Yes. You remind me of the Mist Hashira. Oh, the one with like his heads in the clouds, you know, you kind of like look at his pupils, they're not there. <laughs> just like, that dude, yeah, you're kind of just like, what? <laughs> but yeah, there's no such thing as a bad kid, there's just a kid mm. that needs a lot more attention. Than no, the they got some bad yeah. kids, but no. I hated one thing was that he would always tell us that our fourth grade teacher did us a disservice that we like really screwed up on something. <laughs> yeah, and I loved my fourth grade teacher, Miss Davis. She's probably too nice. Or Miss Deacons, yeah. You're a really nice teacher, Miss Deacons. Shout out if you're listening to this. But um but yeah, he was like, Your fourth grade teacher did you a disservice. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. That's kind of messed up. I was like, I loved my fourth grade teacher. See, I think teachers yeah. are supposed to bring people, bring each other up. Yeah. Because you're already fighting the same fight. Well, to be honest, I don't know if I can... I mean, you can't like vouch. Because there's some teachers that... You can like, vouch for other teachers, though. Well, yeah, I'll vouch for them. But there's some teachers that really messed me up. Mm-hmm. And I won't get into mm-hmm. heavy detail, but yeah. it's like... I work with certifying um, kids. And just for the past teacher to not get them ready for mm-hmm. my level, it's kind of irritating. Mm-hmm. But, you know... You know, you work with it and you try to get them to where you want them to be. Yeah. I mean, there's always going to be those stragglers, you know, in any job field that they kind of just, yeah, whatever, I'll push you along, you know. Yeah. But, okay, to you, Martin, do you have any teachers that made a big impact on you? Um, 
No, there was a lot more stuff to go oh, on. Oh, you weren't done yet. Okay. okay. I was almost going. done. So he almost held me back in the fifth grade, too. <laughs> yeah. Um, because he felt like I wasn't ready. But, you know, overall, like looking back at it now, he would have been a better, he would have been a really good high school slash middle school teacher. Okay. I think he was real. I think he was a real teacher. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, his teaching style was very strict. Mm-hmm. I think it was too strict for an elementary school, which he did teach high school at one point, but I guess oh, since wow. he was up there in age, you know, I guess yeah. he wanted to settle down in fifth grade. But, uh, but yeah, and he had a naturally about loud voice too. Oh. Yeah, God so his like whisper more. voice was like loud. <laughs> but he would he would play some funny tricks on us too. So I mean, he seemed to be a well knowledge dude. I mean, he was ex military, mm-hmm. but some fucked up shit actually popped into him. Oh, so he God. almost lost his job that year. Uh huh. Um, and I found out who did it his senior year. So apparently, somebody accused him of touching him. <gasps> oh, kid, yeah. Oh my God. Somebody That's he didn't serious. do shit apparently. He didn't do shit. They just wanted to get him fired because of, of him, you know, his teaching style. I mean, style. I don't want to invalidate any victim, okay? But was it... Well, I talked to that dude the senior year, and he said, yeah, fuck him. I lied. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So he lied to he lied to, dis, the, the, to the school and told him he touched him, even though he didn't. Oh, Yeah. Wow. I'm not going to say this dude's name, but yeah, that was a really dick move. That's really messed up. I found, it took me five years to find out who did it. That's like, yeah, it's fucked up. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Shouts out to that uh, that teacher though. So yeah, yeah. He would like I said, it. he's a cool teacher. Like looking back at it now, it's just you know maybe for high schoolers, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe community college too. I think it would have been a good community college professor. I mean, I could definitely see that. You know, the teachers that make you struggle the most give you oh, the yeah. most insight and they give yeah. you the most wisdom and knowledge. I think I went through like three parent teacher meetings that year <laughs> oh, with that dude. My yeah, God. it was yeah. tough. It was so embarrassing. It was tough. Hey, and, I mean, if you obviously yeah. you learn from it, but he obviously cared about getting the point across when it came to education. Yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, passion usually interferes with your your teaching ways. Too. I, by the way, I actually went to summer school that year too. So, oh yeah, yeah. Right. I had to retake that stupid tax test. Nice. Dude, that's crazy. You can opt out of that now. Can yeah, you? you can. Yeah. Thank God. Damn. Yeah, you can opt out. Screw that Fuck shit. that, man. You Fuck better take that goddamn no, test. No, hey, George no. I had to do it. No. And I had freaking no. test anxiety. Down with standardized testing. We don't stand that here. Mm. Okay. No. Standardized no. testing doesn't mean that you're smarter or no, you not smarter what? than. You're other in the 30th percentile, and you better goddamn study. No. I'm just joking, Chris. Yeah. I see your eyes. You're like, no. Fuck George Bush. He was the one that pushed the pushed this test on us. Yeah. What yeah. about? But but hold on a second. Let's talk about Greg Abbott though. Greg Abbott's the one that's you know upholding it in Texas and making. Wait, it. he's still upholding it too. Are we the only state? Well, he would. Why wouldn't he not? No? Are we the only state that does this type standardized of standardized testing? testing? Yeah. No, I think every state does it, but. Mm-hmm. Ours does it in a way that's just like it's like a make you make you or break you yeah. type of thing. Yeah. So yeah. like you can pass every every class, but if you fail this test, you're done. Yeah, pretty much. So I don't know wh- even why we. I don't know. I just don't know. I just know Texas is very low in like education, so I don't know what this test is supposed to be measure or do. Well, really. yeah, because I remember all like going out throughout school. Everybody, every teacher would complain about. Oh, oh well, yeah. I would be able to touch so much more topics if I didn't have time just to do the study. Yeah, because you, you know, it's teach text, to the test. They would really. dedicate like a whole month to. Is it tax test or is it the star it's test? Star it's star now. test yeah. now. Okay. Yeah, star. 
I remember the tax. Yeah, dude, the tax was like, goddamn, it's a hefty ass book. I remember uh, this one kid in my class got a zero on his practice test, oh. <laughs> and he looked at it so surprised, like, I got a zero. <laughs> but he was like flaunting it around. Like, oh, for real, he was flexing it. Oh my god, no, he was so funny. He was a funny kid, man. He was cool. Are you done with your story? With your oh story? yeah, I'm done with. Okay. I'm done with Mr. Francis. How about you, Martin? Uh, so I had. One teacher, well, two teachers. One of them, she didn't really impact my life, but she definitely gave me something that I always still think about today. Mm. So I remember one time, it was sophomore year, I believe. It was our English teacher. I forgot her name. But I remember she told us to our face, she was like a real teacher, you know, or like a real person. Mm -hmm. She was like, you know, everybody in this room y'all think that it's that college is going to be like this or the real world's going to be like this y'all think that people are going to care about labels y'all think mm -hmm. that just because you're popular now you have yeah. all these friends that it's going to carry out in life she's like mm -hmm. whenever you get out in a college in real life it doesn't matter how popular you are how popular you are right now how much friends you have nobody cares about that yeah she's like in on honesty the people that you that are probably like the losers are like a little bit more introverted are probably going to be like better off in life than what you are yeah so She's that kind of facts. Yeah, so that kind of like stuck with me throughout, even to this day. I'm always like, damn, you know, that's crazy. And I wanted to mm -hmm. touch that up with the classroom, but I didn't yeah. get that. Yeah, no, I tell my kids that all the time because you know, I you know, high school way, but yet mm -hmm. you know, it was like 2015 when I graduated high school. Oh, yeah. So mm -hmm. it's like I tell them, you know, I know your problems seem so big right now because you know you're really self-absorbed. You're really in the moment. Yeah. But when you get older, it's going to be so minute. Yeah. It's going to like nothing's going to matter that you're not popular or oh, yeah. things yeah. like that. That's what I learned, too. Like right when I graduated from high school, I just figured everything was just kind of I wouldn't say a waste of time, but it just didn't matter. Because you got to coexist. At yeah. The like, you yeah. know, you're going to make connections <laughs> with these people that you never even thought you could. Well, the thing yeah. is, like you your environment mm -hmm. your population is that school yeah and then when you leave your new population is literally the entire world oh yeah like you're one in a like trillion so it's, so like, it's like yeah you know, your, your problems are so small yeah the stigma that you had or you know the label that they labeled you with is it's not gonna stick nobody's no. gonna remember that shit how yeah do how do y'all feel about the people who peaked in high school i think it's really funny seeing them fall um, because as someone that went through high school as like an average unpopular person, mm -hmm. it makes me feel like I feel like I'm I'm a little successful. I'm doing well for myself in the for the in the for the people that usually peaked, they're usually the bullies really. So I was just like, you know, I think this is karma coming back and biting mm -hmm. in the ass. Are they all bullies or are they just kind of, I feel like they'd also be like stuck up people as well. It's also stuck up people or you can mm -hmm. tell those are the kids that the teachers kind of pick as the smart ones. So they pay uh -huh. attention to them a lot and you kind of get left in the dust sometimes. So I try not to do that mm -hmm. as a teacher because I felt that way and I don't want anyone else to feel that way in my presence. So, yeah, that's cool. So another teacher, right? Yeah, I think she was in she was in elementary. I believe it was fifth grade. She was the hippiest teacher. <laughs> she her name was Miss Healy, and I just remember, man, she was cool as hell. Wore the the moonwalk jeans or whatever they're called, the ones that are flared out at the fucking pant leg. 
She was one of those? Yeah, bro. She was like nice down to earth. Mm. She stuck with you. You know, she made sure you understood the assignment that you got all the knowledge, everything she was teaching. She would give you like, if you needed extra help, she'd obviously give you extra help. Listen to you. I think that's what a lot of teachers fail at, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're so busy with the schedules that they had to uphold that they don't really get down in eye level with the student. You know, they don't try to correlate with them and say, oh, okay, well, maybe I could teach this differently. No, some of them are stuck in their ways, but she, you know, she made sure she touched all bases. Yeah. Well, that's really nice. Yeah. Um, I guess I'll say my teachers because that's kind of why a big part I became a teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, Coach I Carter? Was what happened huh (laughs) (laughs) so so i teach business um at a high school and i certify people in like microsoft word and entrepreneurship and things like that so i went to school for business and i have a bachelor's and going for a master's in business right now Mm -hmm. so i really like business um but it was never on the table to become a teacher and especially going through um, business school, you know, everyone's talking about stocks and finances and making hella money and freaking. I gotta um, be on that grind. Yeah, like, oh, oh yeah. I'm doing Ernst and Young or I'm freaking Goldman Sachs, you know? <laughs> and then me, I'm just like, um, I just wanna. I just wanna, wanna live. I just wanna help people. I don't wanna be part of the capitalist agenda, you know? I just yeah. wanna help people in my community. So I want to be a part of the capitalist agenda, man. <laughs> <laughs> Down with capitalism. <laughs> so it's funny. I've infiltrated the system as a business person. But um, so I had a big impact on me as a teacher. Her name's Miss Urban. Um, shouts out to her. She was my first grade teacher and my third grade teacher. Um, and so so she saw me kind of like grow up and, you know, my mom and her are friends. uh So, and her daughter and I kind of grew up together too. Oh, nice. So we were really close. Did y'all go to the same school too? We did go to the same school. Same class? Same classes. (laughs) Was she allowed to be in the same class as she? As her mom? No. No, But we did go to the same school and Uh I would have her for classes when we got older, you know, in middle school and high school. Dope. Yeah, so Miss Urban, um, so when I was growing up, my reading and writing were terrible. I was in remedial um, reading and writing, you know, I had to be pulled out of class and be taught to read. You had that shit? Yeah. I had the same thing. Even though I did good on reading tests. Oh, really? They would still have me, like, do, like, this extra reading class, and I hated it because they would push... They would pull me out of, like, movie day or something like that. Oh, yeah. Well, they take you out of your electives. They take you out of the fun stuff. That and the reading teacher told me I would fail the tax test, too. Oh, my gosh. She was like, you're going to fail. You're going to fail. That was in the third grade, by the way. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And guess what? I almost, I was two points away from getting commended performance, so fuck you. Hey, maybe that reading practice helped. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you got that because of me. No. I don't know if it was, like, remedial or whatever, but... I remember one time they pulled me out, and it was like with a group of these kids, and they literally tried to have us draw a box, but without <laughs> lifting up your pen. It oh was like, my god! It was like some type of weird. Yeah. I don't know what the hell that was about. Yeah, I'm not sure because I know when I was in remedial reading, they would pull me and they give me a passage and they would time me on how fast I'm reading, mm-hmm. how accurate I hit the words, and um, they would do that for me about twice a week. Mm-hmm. And I was really bad at spelling. My spell tests would be really bad. And Miss Irvin, she's the one that introduced me um, into chapter books. 
So my first chapter books was Junie B. Jones, and I loved Junie B. Jones so much. And she even gifted me a book um, for Christmas, and it was Junie B. Jones, too. And so she really made a big impact on me, and she was one of the people that helped me to read and Mm -hmm. write. And that's just something that just gives power to the people's reading and writing. I think we take that for granted a lot. And so I actually love reading and writing now. Um, And so Miss Irvin, like, she was just so nice to me. She had a pet guinea pig. Uh I forgot what the name was. Um, And then also she did really well with teaming up with my mom. So my mom was a stay-at-home mom. And so she would tell my mom that I, like, failed my spelling tests or I didn't do well in reading. And my mom would set the table and she would teach me how to read and write, too. So my mom was kind of a big part of me becoming a teacher as well because she was so patient with me. She was very determined. So if I didn't want to read that day, she was like, oh, my gosh, sit at this table. You're not going to leave this table until you read this book. Mm. Oh, man. Or she would say, okay, you missed this word, this word, this word. You have to rewrite them 10 times, and then you can go upstairs and watch that's, TV. And that's crazy like that. because for me, like when I was in the second grade, I loved to read. Oh yeah, love to read. Like I was reading, I was reading uh, the Outsiders when I was. Oh, in the, the Outsiders grade. good. Oh really? Yeah. Oh my god. That's and I was reading. My mom book. bought me. I know. My mom bought me. I didn't finish it because I just I was watching a lot of TV back then, but my mom was bought buying me a bunch of books. Like I was reading Moby Dick, and I was reading like like this. What was it? The Smith Smith Family Robinson. Oh, no idea, but it sounds like you were white, really well-read. White Fang or something, Invisible Man. Yeah, I used to oh, read all wow. that stuff. Really well-read My mom got me a bunch grader. of these like classics books, and uh, I would read them, and I would actually enjoy reading them. So it was surprising that they actually put me in those classes. I think it's because I would always blow past the test because I just didn't want to do the test. Yeah. But one thing with that reading instructor that they would assign me to, that I did that reading instructor from third to fifth grade, mm. was I remember in the fifth grade, I had it down, right? And I remember I passed the test using my own strategies, mm-hmm. and she got in. Tr- I still got in trouble with her because I didn't use her methods. Oh, it was stupid. See, I think I was like, it's so that's extra. Whenever they try to put yeah. you in a box, then. it's so yeah. extra. I was I like, I think as a teacher, if you get, if you get there, yeah, then you get there. Like you're there, you know, you mastered it and things like that. But yeah, that's my that's the teacher that made the big impact on me, Miss Urban. She's cool. cool. Shouts out. Dude, nice. That rem- that really hit me whenever you said that your mom used to make you uh, like sit at the table and yeah. read. I had for me it was my uncle, and I remember man I would hate I would hate to come home with homework because I know for a fact that every single time we would go, he would make me sit there nonstop. If I did not finish the homework, all the homework I had, mm-hmm. I was not leaving that table. Yeah. It'd be like that meme you see where like the paper's all wet and he's like, what's two plus two? Oh. And it's like your tears. <laughs> yeah. That was me, man. I yeah. was like, bro, I'm just no, trying to go. I, I felt that because my mom was really adamant about me learning and she, my mom wanted to be a teacher, but she, you know, she never had that support to go through with it and be a teacher mm-hmm. so you know she did that through me and my brothers and teaching us how to read and write yeah mm-hmm. nice yeah um i actually have a funny story about the whole homework thing when i was in the fourth grade i think i told crystal this but uh, my mom was my mom used to like document stuff like she used to like record with her old like vcr camcorder oh for real yeah and uh that we still have it too we need to look through those tapes um vcr and, camcorder yeah hey besides oh, the v- point yeah. is she um is she selling it 
Would she I don't be in know there, where it is around the summer. Yeah, it's we somewhere. want we want vintage stuff. Dude, right. like it still works. Well, only because it's my thought. Right at the end of the year, I wanna have I wanna accumulate all these VCR tapes or VHS tapes of just my journeys. Where oh, I've yeah. been with all my friends, and I want to be able to play that. And that'd be, like, be so cool. Look at this shit. You know, it's like vintage. I'm at a, like a concert or something like that. Yeah, and that'd be badass. Podcast with it. Yeah, that'd be cool. That would actually be pretty dope, honestly. Yeah. The that only would... problem is like we wouldn't be able to get that out to people unless. The VHS. I mean, I mean you can, you can I like, think you digitalize digital, it. You can digitalize yeah. it. Yeah. We have, like technology. yeah we have technology. But that'd be kind of tough, though. I mean, that's just like extra steps. No. no? Again, if you really wanted to do something, you would do it. Oh, yeah. yeah. But I have a camcorder right here that's, like, way... Really? You know, it's modern, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, that that one mm-hmm. that we might use for the show. Yeah. Little, little it's up to you. If I want to go into VHS, <laughs> I think everything looks better in VHS. I, I mean, like the vintage. vintage look, yeah. Oh, that shit's dope, yeah. It's okay, be like what episode. was your story But, yeah, your going back in the story, my mom used to, like, record us randomly, and mm-hmm. she recorded me when I was, like, in the fourth grade about to sit down and do my homework. Mm-hmm. Literally, I saw the clip, too. I literally sit down. Like, I took a shower, which was, like, outside of my realm because I used to, like, take a shower later at night, but I would take a shower. I went into my, my pajamas, pretty much, which was, like, a long shirt and, like, underwear. Oh, okay. And uh, I remember just sitting down, and she was recording me Same. doing my homework, and I literally slumped. I just like die pretty much. I can just knock out and on camera. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Oprah words. I used oh because I used to wake up really early around that time. I used to wake up like four or five in the morning to watch cartoons before school. So your priorities. Yeah. Bro, that was a shit though, man. Yeah. No, yeah. Early morning wake, cartoons. Early morning cartoons. Bro. I used to watch Lilo and Stitch on the Disney Channel. Oh, remember, you like had money. I was watching <laughs> PBS Kids. Uh. <laughs> the Science Kids. The Science Kids. Bro, no, I remember going to sleep and waking up, and it would be George Lopez playing, like playing. Oh yeah, <laughs> like oh, three. Yeah, yeah <laughs> bro. That shit. Family matters. Honestly, oh. that, that was a big impact too in my life, just because I saw like the way that they depicted family. I was like, that's so nice. Yeah. I, I used to know. have fun watching that show with my grandma. I would watch that show with my grandma all the time. Oh, dude, 100% yeah. Steve Urkel is the fucking king yeah. in that it's show. Like, did I do that? Yeah, man. Like, <laughs> he, I was rooting for him the whole time. I did not like his twin. He's like little he evil clone. Huh. He had like an evil clone. Was it a clone or was it like just an alternate version of him? I don't know, but. I never watched Family Matters. At the end, I... he pulled through. He got Laura or whatever her name oh, is. Oh, he got the girl? Yeah, yeah, he got the girl at the end. Aww. So sweet. But, <laughs> but I guess going to shows, like, as I guess I grew up watching PBS Kids, I would say my favorite show was kind of like Arthur. I loved Arthur. Because it was really, like, out of pocket back in the day. Like, especially. It was well yeah. yeah, it was really good. And, like, it really showed you, um, like, common kid actions and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, that episode where Arthur like punched DW, he's like, "I told you not to touch it." And he like punches the shit I like out of the her. Meme. I like the meme where you see the Arthur fist. <laughs> yeah, and like it sounds like I thought it was a fever dream at that, and then everyone's talking about. It. I was like, "Yeah, that did happen." They... Yeah, Arthur did punch the shit out of DW. Like. That is a common thing that kids do is punch each Fucking other. DW, bro. She ignored the fuck out of me as a little kid. <laughs> did you see the parodies? They actually did a parodies. They did some parodies one episode. They parodied like South Park and uh, what was it? They, they, I know Arthur parodied South Park. 
Beavis and Butthead in Dexter's Laboratory in one episode once. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, did they? Yeah. You see, that's the thing, man. Like, those old cartoons, they try to remake stuff like Big Mouth and stuff like that. But, I mean, nothing can ever get, Big like... Big Mouth is a freaking They try to remake Big Mouth? No, like, they try oh. to, you know, have correlations like oh, with people around yeah. these days. I don't know. I feel like they try to make it too raunchy. You they can't. Just... You can't. They, they try to make it like another family guy. That's the thing. Yeah. No. I, Big Mouth is a whole different breed. It's really yeah. gross. I don't really like it. It looks I don't annoying. Know. It looks so annoying just looking at it. I feel. Yeah, it looks gross. Yeah. The content's gross. I'm just like, if you, like who's keeping the show on? I don't even. Hmm. It's not me. I'm not keeping it on. It's the teenagers that are horny. It's and They're just weird. like, oh, yeah. this is. This is like what I go through every day. Now, I mean, now I think every show is trying to be Rick and Morty. Rick and it Morty. It went from like wanting to be a Family Guy skit to like Rick and Morty. What's like a really good show that I used to like enjoy watching? Then, um, I used to really enjoy watching South Park. I mean, I still enjoy it, but I feel like I coveted more when I was a teenager because my parents restricted me from watching that type of stuff. Mm. So, like South Park, Family Guy, and The Simpsons, I really loved growing up. Like as a teenager in high school. Mm-hmm. Well, when I was a teenager growing up in high school, I was watching Adventure Time, Regular oh, yeah. Show. Oh, yeah, I loved Regular so Show. That was, like, my shows growing up that I well, was a teenager. But when I was, like, in middle school, it was obviously, like, Foster's Home, Imaginary Friends. Oh, Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends, yeah. Like, Adventures of Grimm, Middle Billy school for Mandy. you? That was, like, elementary school for me. Or when... I don't know the yeah. timeline, but it was either elementary or middle school. For me, middle school was, like, Adventure Time and Regular Show. Oh, right. Well... I mean, the seasons were from middle school all the way to high school. College, for me. Yeah, yeah. college. I mean, season eight in Adventure Time, I think, was ended when I was in college. I don't know. Yeah, it's crazy. I, I never just... watched that show. It's I really good. I never got to finish it. It's really good. I highly recommend these shows. Yeah. Really fun shows. but no. I used to watch Courage the Cowardly I Dog. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, Real Monsters. You guys oh, remember that one? Yeah, yeah, that signed poster of Courage. Yeah, I go to Comic-Cons all the time, and I got a signed picture of Courage the Cowardly Dog in my apartment. Mm-hmm. Cool guy. Um, he voiced Courage? Yeah, he voiced Courage, and then he told me that the guy that does the voice for Return the Slab mm-hmm. is the creator of... Curse the Cowardly Dog oh, really? voice. Yeah. Oh, that's dope. And I was like, oh, that's super cool. And then he started doing a bunch of voices and he started doing that up, up, up noise, you know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, I'm so starstruck right Which, now. Which, by the way, shout out to Randy. He does a really good Courage. Oh, yeah. No, he does yeah. a good, um, what's your name? He does a good Uncle Ruckus, too. Yeah. No, not Uncle <laughs> What's the dude's name in Courage? Eustace. Oh, Eustace. Yeah, he does a good Eustace. Eustace. He also does a really good Chris impression. He does, yeah. Oh, yeah. He does the hair flip and everything. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> this guy's amazing. No, nah, man. It was Jimmy Neutron for me. Oh, I, yeah. I kind of stopped watching TV in middle school. I just kind of, like, more went outside and mm. hung out with some friends. Yeah, I mean, for me, I stopped watching TV... Probably, like, I guess as much in high school. Because, mm-hmm. you know, like going outside and hanging out with friends. That and social media, time. like YouTube and whatnot. I feel like YouTube took it away from me. Oh, yeah. I started watching YouTube when it started, like, coming out, like, 2006. Mm-hmm. And I was on that. But the thing is, like, my family didn't have a computer. So I would go to my friend's house. Shouts out to Carolina for letting me borrow that computer for a long time. <laughs> because we would just be sitting on that computer and watching, like 
YouTube videos like Niga Higa and like Ooh, cool. Niga Higa. Mm, that's mm. the first one. That's the first name. Oh my god! <laughs> if you don't know this guy, then you did you really know YouTube? Were you really Fortnite. on there? I saw his Fortnite parody. Fortnite. He parody? did a Fortnite parody. He got like a forty million views or something. Bro, like right. Okay. I've seen, I've never got into his stuff. I I've know who he is. I just never got into his well, stuff. I, was I wasn't into, into I was a, early YouTube. I wasn't. Yeah, into, I, was I wasn't. A, I was early YouTube like Smosh. Yeah, I was a Smosh like kid. I love Smosh and. Of course you did. Yeah. Yeah, you look <laughs> like you like Smosh. What really? No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was the intro. I've never seen Smosh. Oh, you never seen Smosh? Yeah, it's it's crazy watching like videos from back in the day. It's so dated, but yeah, so nostalgic. I loved college humor. I loved old college humor. Oh yeah, that was. I showed funny. you the, the Power Ranger. Yeah, <laughs> the Power Ranger. I'll show <laughs> old you. Old college one. humor was really funny. That was funny. You are the Sombrero Ranger. He was a Mexican dude. <laughs> oh my god. They were talking. They were parroting about how like the colors represent their race. Like how there's a black ranger. It was a black dude. Yeah. And then there was another black dude who's like, oh, you're the other black ranger. <laughs> you're the blue ranger. And they had the green ranger as the Jewish dude because of money. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh my God. And then he was like, is it because I'm gay too? He's like, oh, it's a gay Jew. <laughs> He's like, oh, you're not part of it no more. <laughs> he like exiles them pretty much. <laughs> yeah, that was a funny skin. But yeah, those were like the, that was the stuff I loved listening, like watching old college humor and Smosh and Epic Meal Time. Oh yeah, Epic Meal Time loved is Epic like Meal the, Time. so the gay bacon strip. My cousin showed me that video. Strips. That was the first one I saw too. Yeah, that was yeah. insane. What were they making again? Like a pizza candy or pi- candy pizza, right? I, I don't know what they were making. I just liked watching them do it and then just Devoured, eat it. Devour it, right? End. With yeah. like a shit ton of Jack Daniels. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the Jack Daniels They would cook stuff. everything with Jack Daniels. I remember that shit. Hmm. They even had Fluffy on, too. They had Gabriel. Oh, for they had, real? They made, like a, they made a chicken nugget cake with them. Oh, yeah. that sounds appetizing, I guess. <laughs> sounds gross. I mean, would you ever do... I mean, I watched Matt Stoney, too, so like, would oh, you yeah. ever do any like food competitions? I feel like I can handle a spice-eating champ- like, competition. I don't know if I can eat like a huge quantity of food because I have a terrible metabolism. But, I mean, I feel like I can handle, I can handle spice. Right, Martin? Oh, yeah, you could definitely handle spice. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, he handles me. Oh, <laughs> hey, watch pause, out. Hey. Oh, yeah. Wait, unpause. My I feel like you can do eating challenges. I feel like you can do the hot dog eating challenge. The glizzy gobbler? gladiator over here. <laughs> yeah. He's going to um, beat that one guy. What can I say, man? That's uh, Chris showed me the ways. So oh, my God. You get practice every day and everything. <laughs> oh, my God. Chris was like, no, you got to do this. <laughs> Let me do it. <laughs> Uh, no, I like honestly, watching, huh? I feel like I could do like an eating competition though. I feel like I feel like could. I'd beat Matt Stoney. You think so? Oh yeah. Okay. That dude's crazy. It's At least crazy. he's that skinny too. Sixty percent, I think I could. He's almost thirty. Oh really? He's like pushing thirty. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I'll just wait until he's old. <laughs> Bro, it's crazy how his metabolism is still there. There's though. a method apparently that they use to like stretch out their stomach. Oh really? I, think, I know he moves like his body a lot. Yeah, I think mm. they like consume certain liquids. I know he's like he eats clean like normally, you know. Oh well, yeah. Dude, he's like a fucking twig though, man. I mean, yeah, no he's super skinny. He's just like really skinny, man, and 
whenever he puts down that much food, because I used to watch Man vs. Food. Oh, all yeah. The time. yeah. And I saw that. He came my, here. Huh? He came here, too. Yeah, I yeah, heard. Before Horseman. So one of my friends told me, well, his, my friend's dad, he was like, yeah, you know he throws up after all, every meal, right? Does he? I was like, are you serious? Oh, He's yeah. like, yeah, bro, there's no way he's putting down that much food no. and struggling that much. That's, be- wait, isn't that bulimia? Isn't yeah, that like that an is eating bulimia. disorder? We don't. Well, I mean, there's a point where your stomach and you're eating it. You're pretty much just forcing yourself down. You're gonna yeah, throw dude up. Would be sweating and crying too. It was yeah. so hard to watch him put down all that food. Yeah. Oh, and fucking getting filled up with water, bro. Because oh, he was yeah. drinking. He was like dip burgers in water and stuff like that. Yeah. Man. I mean, that's the tactic that you do. Yeah. Who, Matt Stoney or Adam? Uh, the dude from Man vs. Food. I don't remember him dipping stuff in water. I remember just freaking just. Well, it all. I mean, it even like if he would, but even if he oh. was eating it, he would just <laughs> chug water. He was raw dogging all those hot dogs. <laughs> oh my god, it's <laughs> a big burrito. But yeah. I don't think I would do it. I think that's just too much food. And it's are very... you a slow eater? You seem like a slow eater. I like enjoying my food. It took her a while to finish. You inhale your food. Like we'll just get our food and you'll eat it within like seconds. Seconds. I'm not even joking. Yeah, despite you being a hundred pounds less than me, you finish your food really quick. I don't think weight really matters on how fast you finish. Well, people assume that I eat more than him. Okay, but like it doesn't matter as <laughs> you eat your food. It's like, like, oh, I'm way more than you. That means my mouth moves faster than yours. <laughs> my mouth is bigger than yours, Martin. <laughs> Not too big, but just big enough. <laughs> it's like uh, that dude's name, Ariel's friend, Jose. He was like telling me, oh, you need something with like a lot of protein and like a lot of. And I was like, dude, I eat like a normal person. This And I was like, this guy eats more than I do, you know? <laughs> No, yeah. you know what's crazy? My dad eats, like, ten times more than me. Does he oh, really? Like, he can eat throughout the day. I remember one time we got a Jimmy John's. We got Burger King, KFC, and that was within two hours. And then Dang. he's like, yeah, and I was struggling to keep up. And I was like, man, I'm, oh my God. I don't know if I can fucking eat anymore. But he's like, no, nah, man, I'm, I'm, like, hungry. I can't That's wait until the night. Did no. he finish a whole bucket by himself? Dude, he is, I think he's, like, one. 50. What the hell? Yeah, 150. 150. He's just like a pretty stout dude too. Well, how's his cholesterol levels? Oh, he's he's healthy. Oh, oh. My lord. He's lean and like pretty stout. Yeah. So I'm like, damn, what the hell? Lucky That's insane. him. He gets so, to eat what he wants. I have high blood pressure. I think my dad does too. Your dad um, eats what he wants. Uh, he really tries. His doctor obviously tells him like, "Hey, you need a." And as a Mexican person, it's hard to like yeah. eat. Dude, healthy. the whole culture is based around it's, getting like it's healthy. It's kind of fucked for it us. Yeah. Um, like again, like my dad makes menudo and like tortas like every weekend, That's and like we barbecue every weekend. Like it's. It's a struggle, but, you know, like, my dad's kind of oh, trying to get back into it. I've you know, met your dad. Healthy. Yeah, you I forgot. Be my dad. <laughs> I was yeah, wondering, I was a... trying to picture your dad. I was like, <laughs> no, yeah, like? I mean, he looks good he's for his age. He's a slim dude. It's yeah. just the blood pressure. I mean, yeah. it doesn't matter I mean, what size you are, either the blood pressure. Yeah, because it's genetics for us, yeah, unfortunately. It, High blood pressure and diabetes. The it's same, just genetics the at same, that point. The same goes for me. Like, my uncle was in shape. He was in the Dallas SWAT. That dude has high blood pressure. My grandfather, he's like really skinny. He has high blood pressure. Yeah. He actually has a pacemaker now because of it. Oh, dang. I mean, yeah. doesn't blood pressure correlate with stress level too? I'm pretty sure it does. I think it's because my dad's stressed, I feel. Because I could see like your, especially your uncle, you said? My was uncle, the SWAT. he was in the SWAT for almost 20 years. I mean, that's a very stressful job. Yeah. yeah. I think it's all stress. And my grandfather was in Korea and Vietnam. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, all yeah. that stuff has to be when my grandma, stress. Lo- when, 
he lost my grandma, you know. He was very stressed after yeah. that, so. Yeah, loving, losing someone you love yeah. is definitely but, hard. Yeah, my dad looks really good for his age. I think he's, like, 52, and he looks like he's still in his 30s. And I'm just like, dang. I hey. hope I get them jeans. <laughs> 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 yeah, I mean, I fuck. My dad is, like... 30 about to be 40 i think or are you like for that. real yeah wow that's really young yeah he's like i forgot how old he is but like he looks pretty nice for his age too i'm hoping i get those types of jeans where like yeah. whenever i age i look young still like my grandfather he's 89 and he is still going at it he lives on his own well i mean granted my aunt's his next door neighbor but i mean still he lives on his own he still does woodwork and he's like in shape you know i don't think he works out but he just keeps himself busy yeah. You know, I mean, That's I hope true. to get that passed on to me too. And we've had people in my family live to their hundreds as well. Yeah, right? same here. Yeah, I don't know if I want to live to a hundred, but yeah, I don't yeah, know either. Like, oh my <laughs> I gosh, see like them my great grandma, like, uh, she just passed away, yeah. RIP. But um, she died. I think she was like one hundred and three. Really? Wow. And just seeing her, I was like, you know, I kind of want to off you myself said, if oh I get. My God. <laughs> Like I want to be old. I want to like no, because you can't take care of yourself. Yeah. There's some people control. that can take care of well, themselves. Well, okay, for my great grandmother, it's rare though. You know, it's it it's was kind of hard. It's, you know, but I was talking yeah. to my mom. I was like, you know, I want to grow old like that, but I just hope I don't. I take care of myself enough to, I guess, be in the right mindset and not go like your mind leaves. You oh, know what yeah. I mean? Well, yeah. from, like, looking at today's, like, health and whatnot, a lot of old people are, like, really doing good for themselves. Like, you see some 70-year-olds looking like 20-year-olds sometimes. Oh, I don't know if I would no, go I saw that those, late. No, those are, like, a Chinese bodybuilder that, like, looks like Okay, he's but really it's built. also genetics. Because yeah. Asian people really don't age, like, Whoa, at all. We're going there, too. I mean, no, it's I mean, dude, it's just, like, the same, like, black don't crack. I was going to bring up black don't crack. That's true. Um, hopefully our beat beans don't shrivel (laughs) we're all hispanic yeah i'm a bean i hope i don't shrivel (laughs) i don't know i feel like at some point whenever you get to about like a hundred or even like 80 you've lived an amazing life hopefully hopefully yeah yeah and you obviously you're still contributing if you're that old i feel like you can do something to like inspire other people i feel like at that point you're more passing on your knowledge than you are gaining knowledge, you know? Well, like, I guess you could say that, but I feel like, I don't know. I kind of just want to relax. Mm-hmm. I'm so old. And I'm Chill just out, like, yeah. I kind of run a rest. I want someone else to do it for me. Yeah. Cool to be you know? a teacher or something later in the year. But I'm talking about, like, you know, if your grandson or your great-grandkids came out oh, to you. Oh, well, yeah. And, you know, you pass on your knowledge. Oh yeah. Because I know everybody now, like they glo- like we glorify people that are a hundred and something. Yeah. And oh yeah. No. They always ask them like questions, like, "Oh, how do you guys do this? How do you do that?" Like, no, yeah. I I fully agree with that sentiment. I guess it's because I never got to experience that because all my great grandparents spoke Spanish. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And so, yeah. it's unfortunate that you know our generation, I think, is very. Um, we don't know Spanish. I guess we're the no sabos. But it's like, it's unfortunate because through all the discrimination that our parents, you know, witness, they just decide not to. Um, and then they make it to where it's up to us to learn it. And it's mm-hmm. difficult. So um, my, all my grandparents spoke Spanish. <clears throat> and so I never got Spanish. to. <laughs> I never got. Sorry, I'm getting emotional. <laughs> um, I never got to talk to my grandparents and my great grandparents and 
actually say hey like how was it back in the day or what kind Mm -hmm. of wisdom can you give me Mm -hmm. you know all they can show me is like love and compassion as best as they can Mm -hmm. and i do love them for that but it's just like i wish i could talk to you you know Mm -hmm. you're still alive i wish i could talk to you it's tough like my great great oh not great just great grandfather i don't even know if he knew what was going on but yeah all he knew was spanish he didn't even know my first name my dad introduced me in my dad introduced him to me by my middle name. It was weird. Mm. I don't know if that's an old country thing, but yeah, he was 105 when he passed away. And mm. oh, wow. I think the only stuff I knew from him was the stuff that my dad told me. And uh, pretty much just my dad, because that was my grandmother's <clears throat> father, and she passed away, unfortunately, yeah. before before him. Um, but yeah, he actually met Civil War veterans. It's crazy. Wait, mm-hmm. Civil War? Civil War veterans. Well, because the last Civil War veteran died, like, in the 1950s, apparently. Oh. But, mm-hmm. I mean, he, of course, he was born before. He was well alive before then. So, so, was your family in Texas during the Civil War? So Do you know I, that? I could assume, possibly. So, because were they on the good side or the bad I don't, side? Was Texas even involved in the Civil War? Um, I yes. know we still had slaves yes. in the middle of the no, Civil yes, War. yes, they were, I think. Yeah, but I don't think. Oh, I don't. I don't know. But all I know is that they were just farmers. Oh, okay. They were a bunch of farmers, and I think my they came here like around the eighteen hundreds, like around the Pancho Villa Rebellion. Oh, really? So they uh, they didn't want any part of that, so they just came over here just for the land and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they bought land. He he almost bought land here for ten dollars an acre, but instead the dude gave it to him for free in, in exchange for firewood for him really? to cut. Yeah, for him to cut down firewood. Every yeah. winter, yeah, that was well, a good deal. Yeah, sounds like a good deal. <laughs> yeah, a really good trade off. Yeah, Day. wish my family did that. <laughs> I wish I could just fucking firewood for land. Yeah, yeah. do some firewood for some land. Yeah, yeah. my dad's family's, uh, I guess, immigrated over here, and then my mom's family. I think she's third, fourth generation Tejano, so they've lived in Texas for a while now. Oh wow. Yeah, so I don't know. I guess mm. my great grandma, she moved here in the nineteen twenties. So I guess since then we were in Mexico, but then 1920s, her family line started here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. What about you, Martin? Do I you know anything about your family lineage? I don't. You don't? And I, I honestly kind of... Didn't you say you were part Asian? No, and honestly, I kind of regret not taking the opportunity. Because whenever I was going to Del Mar, I know that we had uh, Ancestry for free. Oh. So I I did begin to dabble in like my background. Yeah. But I never really got like in depth into it. Oh, you should. Don't I they, think like, it explains your a lot about yourself. I heard they sell your information. I'm though. pretty sure, but like I think everything sells your information. I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, what's the point? <laughs> I mean, if they're not giving it to you know also people in other countries, they're too. giving it over here. You know. What's that? Also, the DNA tests do that shit too. Let's see the more. Oh, that 23 and well, yeah. me. Well, there's this thing I heard. Um, that they're telling military vets not to do 23andMe because they're starting to find illegitimate children Uh-oh. across the country because, oh, no. you know, they go get stationed somewhere, right? <laughs> and they have these little flings, and these flings turn to, like, actual children. Mm-hmm. And so, like, actual military people are getting caught with, like, you know, kids <laughs> that they don't know about because they decided to play around back in the day. <coughs> Oh. Gotta spread your seeds somehow. It'd be crazy if I have family in Vietnam. <laughs> it's not a, a good cousin, thing. Long, long cousin Vietnam. That's not I a good wouldn't. thing, Chris. It'd be crazy. Yeah. 
But I think you should try to find more about yourself because I think it explains about who you are and makes oh, yeah. you proud of who you are too. Like for me, I'm like 65% like native Mexican. Obviously, the other is like Spanish, mm-hmm. terrible conquistadors or whatever. And it's like, I'm proud to be, you know, mestizo and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Unfortunately, I'm mostly Spanish. Yeah, you can see that in your skin. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. I'm Hispanic. I have Irish and Indian. I have like a whole bunch of like like Indian or Native American Indian, because they don't do. I think it's Native American. Oh, okay. So I don't know what you tribe. Say your Native. mom was part Native American. I don't know what you're saying. Where you're hearing that from? You told me that. I think <laughs> fake it. news. We're getting fake information. Maybe I did. I Mark know. said he was part uh, Cherokee. Isn't it everyone part Cherokee? I'm I'm saying that very facetiously because I, a lot of white people tend to be like oh I'm like have a Cherokee princess uh, great grandmother and, Mark's and it's a black like dude. they just want to be included okay. I'm just saying okay Chris, I'm no, just saying Chris said and Mark's a black guy and I was like okay it's like and I'm just giving an example yeah. I'm just saying like people want to be native at so the end, bad yeah at the end of the day I know that we have a lot of ethnicities in our family oh yeah for sure so mm. It's gonna be very difficult for me to like track down exactly. Yeah. I know a family member, a distant family member that did the twenty three and Me, and they tracked down on my mom's side of the family that there might be like family from like Argentina. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'm curious about that. But if you don't know, Martin, um, Mexico is kind of like a melting pot because um, whenever you know texas was going through slavery and stuff a lot of slaves Mm -hmm. ran to mexico because slavery was banned there so there's a lot of um you know people that were slaves and that's a lot of black people in mexico and then irish people also reside in mexico as well because Mm -hmm. of war efforts and things like Mm -hmm. that so it's kind of like mexico a lot of people think of mexico people just being you know brown people yeah. and stuff but it's a really much of a melting pot over there and i think that would explain a lot about your genetics and there's also a lot of asian people there too <laughs> yeah, maybe yeah. my genetics are you there wa- okay too. okay i need to know so y'all need to know i was watching like a documentary about the chinese like community in mexico and it's crazy yeah. to be seeing some dudes with like fernando cho you know that type of name you know yeah so based off of like you said Chris looks mostly Spanish, oh, no course. Spaniard, right? Yeah. What would you say I like? I am, like just by looking at me. You look more Mexican than. You kind Chris of look does. ambiguous in a way. Well, kind of ambiguous. If anything, you look Filipino, I guess. Yeah, that's what you all kind of. Because yeah. you do have those, like you know, features, say and it. then you're Go also ahead, brown. Say it. My my squinty eyes. No, but you do have those common features found in Filipinos. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, if you don't know the history of Filipino, it's like... Um, What's a common feature of Filipino, though? What, are you trying like, to get me to say something, Marian? I like, mean, it, you're look, saying I have the feature. It's not bad to those say G- Gabriel Iglesias said something about that. you have very specific eye features. Like what? Gabriel <laughs> so, okay. I'm so I'm quoting Gabriel Iglesias here, but he said on an interview with some Filipino oh, people... God. He said Filipino people look like Mexicans that just woke up. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. So my eyes are a little you look like you lower. Just woke up. <laughs> oh, I don't know. But the Filipino uh, or in the Philippines, they're 
they were basically conquered by Spain as well. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why they use pesos. It's very, it's very similar to Mexico's experience. That's why they're like uh, Philippines know, are the Mexicans yeah. of the Asian like, community. Yeah, pretty much Latino in me some somewhere, but that's like that's general. You, no, you look Latino. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of struck me as a Californian. Two thanks. That's a ethnicity. I mean, surfer boy vibes, I guess. Yeah, with the wife beater know. and the surf, the board shorts. These are my hoochie daddy shorts. Hoochie <laughs> daddy shorts. I mean, you had to wear them because Chris was coming over, obviously. You had to wear them for him. Yeah, he wore pants. I didn't. I guess he didn't get the memo. He said no easy access today. <sighs> yeah. I mean, Crystal owes us snacks, though. I had bought us snacks yesterday while I was basically making the presentation. That's crazy because you know what? <laughs> I paid that, for your water burger and you didn't pay me back. You, so that's okay, even. First of all, hold on a second. So wait, wait, even. wait, 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 wait. Hold on a second. I bought your sleepy time tea. So you asked for my cash. That's app, even, then, I said. Okay, so. So we're even. Right okay. You do have to buy us snacks because you already. But hold on a second. No, no, you no. You and Chris made a bet and you can't say you're going to do but a bet. No, but if you're I, not a man of your word. I am a woman of my word. Are you a person okay. of your word? I am a person of my word. But I. Did that bet with Chris? I don't think I recall doing this bet with you, Martin. Well, I just want to go so I can get a snack. I'll buy my own snack. You know what? Okay. You get a snack, I guess. It's okay. I already got Chris. I mean, I thought Chris was enough of a snack for you. (laughs) Chris will never be enough. Chris is like old, cold leftovers. (gasps) You got to heat up in the microwave. Gotta heat me in the microwave. No, I'm joking. Aww. Gotta put me in a toaster oven at least. You can't. Chris is like a full meal, you know? You can't You can't go to sleep full. Like, you gotta at least let it settle a little bit. Let it settle. I mean, I have layers to me, you know? You can just, like... It's like an onion. Ugh. You can just, like, burn my... Stinky. You can just, like, fry my fat and just, like, oh. keep my, my meat in, like, a cellar. You want to like keep my meat it? in your cellar? Yeah. You want to keep my meat in your cellar? Oh. <laughs> it's, it's dark down there. Oh it's gross, Chris. It's a little wet. <laughs> well, yes. Uh, as we were saying earlier, folks, um, Crystal is a teacher, and uh, we did see her students, and, uh, you know, they did give their critique on us, you know, <clears throat> on our presentation skills. Uh, Crystal did talk to us about this, but let's give a presentation on their student. Let's do a little critique on their students. Oh, okay. Yeah. So well, um, first you got to tell the people what they said about us. So, um, oh, okay. So yeah. obviously this is the first time y'all have presented in front of a group teenagers. Of people, yeah. Um, and they were, I'm pretty sure y'all were shivering your boots, um, about how hard they were going to be. And they're pretty, from a teacher standpoint, teenagers a bit, they're good at roasting. Okay. Oh yeah. They're pretty, um, when they don't like something, they'll tell you. So I'm pretty, I see why y'all were scared and they were a little timid at first, a little, little, oh my gosh, I'm a little scared, like presenting and they, mm-hmm. they sent y'all fear. They smelt that. They're like, mm. <sighs> they're Crystal. scared. Crystal. They're scared. Relax. Yeah. <laughs> not, no, I'm just, I'm don't just. Don't take, inha- don't inhale like that. <laughs> <laughs> But um, they sensed it, but they gave y'all a lot of um, credit. They were like, they were really good, and they were really fun. Um, But they just needed to work on their presentation skills. And they talked about how if other teachers were grading y'all, 
y'all would probably fail the presentation. We would fail. I was pretty confident in my talking. Well, I felt like a teacher. Okay, hold on, hold on. We'll, we'll go into individual critique. Well, they said that y'all looked at the board too much. And as a teacher, you're not supposed to look at the board. You're supposed to memorize what you say, like script it out. Mm-hmm. Um, y'all were looking at each other a little dumbfounded, like, who's going to talk? Am I going to talk? Are you going to talk? Yeah, well, and y'all would talk over each other because y'all didn't know who was going to talk. Yeah. And that happened a little often. Y'all would go, so, yeah, pretty much. <sighs> and then y'all leave a, a pot. <laughs> and then the kids are like, I'm going to say something else. Or, so, I mean, that was the, the again, <laughs> as long as... As long as the class went on, y'all got better at presenting oh, yeah. and mm-hmm. familiar with the class. Because, mm-hmm. you know, the kids started asking you questions. They looked really interested. And I think that gave y'all a lot of confidence to finish strong and things like that. They, like, really enjoyed y'all's company. I feel like um, we weren't properly introduced. Okay, so the thing is, <laughs> I'm going to say my little piece. Whenever I first got into the room, I will admit, you know, it's like a new thing. It's new scenery for me. I haven't been mm-hmm. in high school since yeah. i left high school yeah so whenever i saw all the kids i was like you know damn like yeah it is a little freaky kind of like speaking mm-hmm. especially because of the fact that you know we stayed up just last night doing the powerpoint presentation yeah. like two in the morning didn't three get, in the morning yeah didn't get yeah. the best night of rest i mean yeah. we got rest but at the same time we woke up late yeah mm-hmm. and that's our fault so we didn't have the proper preparation no i i agree but i'm built different because yeah. i was up late helping y'all make yeah. that presentation no definitely you and i woke up and i was like i'm ready guys you did this, like, man. I'm, like, I'm ready honestly if it wasn't for you i probably wouldn't have went oh really yeah if, like if you didn't stay up with us and actually do the nitty-gritty with yeah, us yeah like that's yeah. what i was telling you guys like <laughs> I, I like helping you know and i mean the presentation turned out really good mm-hmm. and to be honest y'all did a really good job for y'all's first time presenting yeah, I feel like we all did pretty good, especially yeah. like Maddie and Martin. I feel like Martin definitely liked. I like how Martin brought his own experience. Oh into, yeah. into the mix, and that definitely was a really good, really good, you know, add-on. Mm-hmm. Especially Maddie too. I mean, we all kind of yeah. threw in our own experiences there. So yeah, I think the kids really appreciated yeah. y'all's honesty and y'all's experiences, and you could tell by the way that they were talking to y'all guys. They, mm-hmm. they felt really safe because obviously they after y'all's presentation they were talking to you about like shows that they watch or oh, yeah. stuff that they do Especially on the weekend guys in the background one of those guys names that actually listen to the show you can't say their name um i will not say their names but oh. i will shout them out just shouts out to john pork you know john, john pork, pork they already know they're gonna listen oh yeah um, shouts out to y'all <laughs> and their show my the little Kool-Aid corner jammers. buddies the, the kool-aid, kool-aid jammers, jammers. oh the kool-aid jammers <laughs> that's actually probably one of the dopest I names that i know name. yeah yeah, shout yeah. Out to y'all too. yeah shouts out so what in your honest opinion your critique what did <clears throat> we do you can go individual yeah. What did what could have we have done better and what did we do that's amazing? No, to be honest, like the presentation um skills was basically my most thing that you would work on mm-hmm. and I it's I guess it's the teacher in me or the business person in me cuz I was in business school they drilled me on how to give presentations and how to be um just quick on your feet and how to script things like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's what I would work on. Yeah, that, was like, um, that was my first presentation since yeah. like 
my business communication scores. Yeah. So as a business person, as somebody that's teaching and knows mm-hmm. what they're looking for, that's something that I would probably work on. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess it's. A, I think it's a confidence thing um, at that point to be confident in what you're saying. Because if you're confident and you know what you're talking about, then you don't have anything to worry about. Yeah. That's the one thing I would probably fix. Um, what I did like is y'all's honesty. Um, the way that y'all interacted with the kids mm-hmm. was like natural. It was very natural for y'all to just talk to them and really get to know them. Oh, yeah, especially to... that one fellow with the ponytail. I can't say his name. He actually oh, followed yeah. the, he actually followed the Instagram page, but yeah. Oh yeah, shouts out to him too. <clears throat> yeah, he was a he was a sport, you know. Yeah, I think it was really cool that y'all just <laughs> actually sat down, sport. literally sat down with them and you know help them because i had a cool activity because you know it's not educational if you don't have an activity so you had some artists in there too yeah like Uh, the one girl that was sitting on her own yeah yeah she was was wow that that, like little drawing yeah the Mm -hmm. skull drawing it was crazy how much amazing it's it's crazy how much she like drew too within that short amount of time no i'm glad that because you know my initial whenever i create a lesson I, I'm thinking with what I want. And then you had suggested yesterday, oh, well, what if they draw the logo? And I was like, you know what? That's a good idea because. Yeah, I suggested either like the digital or the drawing. Yeah, because I wanted digital like to make it on Canva. Um, and then you suggested, what if they draw it? And I was like, wait a second. You're helping me differentiate teaching, mm. which is great. So some kids that don't want to do digital that are good at drawing will draw and mm-hmm. I think that really helped her, you know, be creative and expand on that. And she really enjoyed that project. So thank you on that one. Oh, no problem. Um, but, yeah, I really liked how y'all interacted with the kids. It seems so natural. I feel like y'all could become, like, this could be something that y'all can do. Um, motivational speaking and kind of talking y'all's, about y'all's experiences and just helping kids. Um mm-hmm realize like they have potential and if they just you know act on it they can achieve whatever they want to achieve so that's what i liked yeah yeah it was definitely a good experience and it definitely like kind of made me it it kind of like oh uh how do i put this it kind of just made me i I was going to say something like lubricate my joints but that's terrible oh uh what what do you i guess it kind of like made me you know open my eyes a bit you know in a way yeah, I'll say this experience definitely humbled me. Yeah. You know, seeing all these kids, they, you know, like you said, some of them don't plan on going to college or anything like There's that. There's something wrong with that That's perfectly fine. Not at all. Perfectly yeah, that's fine. perfectly fine. And just some of them just really don't even have a clue of what they want to do after high school. Yeah. yeah. Just that's because, a lot of us. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Things change so much. Like, when I... When I graduated high school, my original game plan was to, okay, go to college, join the military, get married, have kids, and die. That was my original plan. I did not know I was going to have a podcast, and I did not know it was going to take me this long to get my bachelor's, you know. (laughs) I thought I would be at least in graduate school at this point. But, yeah. Yeah. You okay there, Martin? (sighs) You kind of cut him off a little bit. A lot of it, actually. Okay, a lot of it. Do you want to talk? Do you want to elaborate? I think I'm chilling. Oh my Martin. god! Bro, I lost my train of thought. I did too. I was trying to help save your spot for you in my head. I didn't know you were gonna talk. I didn't see you. <laughs> he was. I'm sorry, Martin. No, you're good. 
But uh, let me try to jog your memory, okay? <laughs> um, we were talking about how some kids don't think they're going to go to college. Oh, okay, or, yeah. Okay. Like, for me, whenever it came down to the point, I think the thing that I said that really, like, impacted, hopefully impacted them, was that life is not one big decision and it's just going to all fall into play. It's the small decisions that you make mm-hmm. along the way that are going to really form who you are and get that yeah, foundation. That would actually hit hard right there. Yeah. So I think that, you know, if anybody's out there listening, you know, you still don't know what you want to do with your life. You're 30, whatever. I mean, uh-huh. definitely take the time to explore yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, explore every single thing that you have a question about because, like they said, there's no such thing as a dumb question. Mm-hmm. Everything you have, everything you want to answer for, all you got to do is just look, look at the signs, and, you know, eventually you'll get your answer. And there was yeah. another thing I did bring you up in the class. I feel like it wasn't really, a, like, kind of highlighted but one thing i said was life is not a race it's a marathon yeah that mm-hmm. was a good one it's not yeah. good to rush yourself through things yeah mm-hmm. and it's okay to fail you know mm-hmm. as long as you learn from your failure and just get back up and yeah. you know pivot and do something else we all mm-hmm. go through growing pains here you know? yeah mm-hmm. life's not easy it's not meant to be easy and i think that's just the beauty of it mm-hmm. unfortunately you know there's suffering and there's also the reverse you know the vice versa there's also prospering so in order to prosper you got to kind of go through the pain first so like you know it's crazy a couple of weeks ago my um i was like in a dark spot yeah and i was just thinking to myself like you know what would i want someone to tell me right now and i was thinking in my head i was like man it's it's hard to fall and I remember one time I went to the LA Fitness and I was playing basketball and this one coach came up to me and he's like started working out with me and he started putting me through drills and he was telling me he's like you know us as humans I think differently right he's like I've never met someone that thought like just like me I think it's hard and easy to hurt us and kill us at the same time he's like think about it you could shoot somebody and they could live you could somebody could fall like from maybe a story or like 10 feet they can pass away mm-hmm. and so i was thinking to myself i was like man you know what's crazy it's mentally it's not how far you fall and it's how you fall it's you gotta fall in a way that you're able to get back up and mm-hmm. even though it does hurt <clears throat> and even though it's gonna suck to get back up it might take a little bit of time at the end of the day if you position yourself to where you can protect your vitals and that you always yeah. just get back up with the mindset like, hey, you know, if I fall again, I'm going to be okay. And I'm just going to keep on striving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And my mom told me, because I told her that I think it was Monday. So it was mm-hmm. obviously the day after Sunday. She went to church and she told me that that's exactly what the pastor said. Mm-hmm. The pastor said exactly that. He's like, you know, you got to position yourself in the right way and it's okay to fall as long mm-hmm. as you get back up. See, that's not coincidence. Yeah. That's that's meant. That's fate right there mm-hmm. for you to oh, hear yeah. that. But, yeah, so when it comes to, I think in business, we say, like, fall fast and fall hard. Because mm-hmm. you don't want to, like, because the bigger mistake it is, you the I guess the harder the fall it is. Yeah. So you just got to learn from your mistakes and mm-hmm. be able to, like, pivot and not make the same ones at least. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, folks, 
this has been a great episode of the Entitles Podcast. I thank you, Crystal, for joining us today. Yeah, no problem. Mm-hmm. And uh, go ahead and follow us on our social media. Also, thank you for uh, her class. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, shout out to her, her business class. All First the, period, second period, shouts out. Yeah, all y'all. Y'all yeah. are cool. It was really cool, you know, speaking to you guys, mm-hmm. getting us out of our comfort zone. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, yes, like we said, folks, uh, follow us on Instagram at the underscore entitles podcast. My name is Chris. My name is Martin. My name is Crystal. And y'all take it easy. Signing out.